Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Morning comes. The fire that had been lit here in the library has died down. There's a soft pink glow in the hallways, but as you awake, you see that pull back. Liana, knowing that there are other people here, is being more intentional with her aura. So it is safe out there, just in case you were curious. Liana, knowing there are other people here, is being far more intentional with her aura, and... Noting that you have awakened, she is pulling that back. And the path to her and to the teleportation box is open. Who's all going? Is everybody going? Are you bringing any of your party members with you? Mm, I don't I don't know how this is going to go over, and I'm the resident magic expert. I'm not going to recommend bringing bystanders to this thing. Yeah. Uh, that was actually going to be exactly what I was going to say, too. Like... I would just tell everybody, like, look, I can't stop you, but you need to know that the magic that goes with this thing is extremely dangerous, potentially very unstable, depending on what we have to do to it. So you probably, unless you're planning on helping in some way, probably want to stay here. (laughs) I'm looking at this. I'm trying to see if anybody could help, like, thought... Trying to see if anybody here would think that they're good enough to help. Um, Felicity says, you know, I might be able to, I I couldn't help with the deeds, but I might be able to offer some guidance if needed. But I understand. Uh, Parlin says, perhaps my faith could bolster you. I, I don't even know what to say. Um, (laughs) Like, I appreciate the vote of confidence. That's not really it, though. Um, (laughs) Right. Hey, I appreciate you wanting to help. Um, It would be irresponsible of me to allow you to be that close, unprotected. I think they default to their previous arguments of surely, surely you would protect me. But if you're going to tell them (laughs) no, that's fine. 
other party members are certainly curious. Like, I mean, Bristos wants to be there and watch and see how you do. Um, Asturias is very curious, just like, what's this about a magic teleportation box? That sounds neat. I want to watch. They don't necessarily want to be right next to it, but back in a doorway, you know, peeking. Would that would that level of closeness be acceptable? Again, I... <laughs> I even as the resident god around here, I don't feel like I have the authority to stop them from their curiosity, having warned them of the dangers. Like, okay. they are free to act they choose. Finnegan or Darwin, are you going to put the foot down on anybody? No. No, but uh, Cyril's going to camp out in the doorway. Ah, I see. <laughs> Very good. No, Giant yes. wall of meat between anybody that might get hurt. Yeah, that's going to happen. Oh, okay. So All they right. can look around her, but she's going to absorb any blow, or at least provide partial cover, to use okay. game terms. Okay, okay. So I'm assuming the harness is not on Cyril at the moment. No. All right, full-size Cyril. Wonderful. In which case, we return to Liana. She's still there by the box. Again, wearing her deep magenta like aura, like a cloak over her shoulders. Good morning. Are we ready to proceed? I think we're as ready as we're going to get. Okay. In which case, if everybody's still on board with the plan, I will return through the box. Once I've gone through, do whatever it takes to destroy this side, or at least. Make it non-functional. Yeah. Got a recommendation for how we do that? I mean, my instinct is just to, like, burn it. Would that do it? Fire doesn't tend to destroy magical items. Uh, mundane fire, anyways. It's up to you. You can try to physically destroy it. You can try to remove the magic from it. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. You could try, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think, but you know your spell lists, Arnis and Finnegan, better than I do. All right. I, I, I got you. I got you. Yeah, here's a magical thing. Magical things are not easy to destroy. Like It's not a simple, like, smash it against the wall. Um, it will take some effort. But whichever way you see fit. Physical and magical are the two angles that I have in mind, but... If you want to get creative, get creative. Right. Once I return to Capris, I will do what I need to do on the other side. And I suppose I should offer. Does anybody want to go with me? Or do you have any messages for those on the other side? And this is the moment where Arnis considers retiring. <laughs> Blue Crab Tavern's right there. You could go back, get a drink, have a date, and then come back and destroy the box. Do that. <laughs> Hang on, Liana. All that like important shit you want to do, let's just pause that for like three days. And so then I could we'll, take like, advantage of this thing that you think is an abomination. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, how rude. It's not an abomination. It's just a bad tool. Easily misused. You could try to make that argument if you want, but... <laughs> I'm not going... No, I'm not going to do that. Because then I'd leave everybody else here just, like, waiting for me, and that's also rude. So, <clears throat> no. I'm not going to do that, but 
when she says, do you have any like messages for anybody on the other side? Uh, Arnest is just going to say, would you just tell Cynthia that I haven't forgotten that I owe her a date? <laughs> uh, Liana hears your request and is taken aback a little bit in a quizzical, almost shocked manner. <laughs> the hell you say? <laughs> like, uh, Aranus? I, again, I don't want to interfere, but be careful. Relationships between gods and mortals, non-divine, are difficult, and not everybody approves of them. And demigods, as you know, can get out of hand. Right. So, like, I had this thing started up before. Or the whole God thing happened. So would you, if you would just tell her, that would be good. Like, <laughs> I'll tell her, but just harness. Right. <sighs> be careful. Don't be an uh, idiot. Yeah. All that stuff. All right. Liana will take your message back to Cynthia for you. Anybody else? Nope. Okay. If there's nothing else, Liana will step to the box, turn her head to look at everybody one last time. I'm trusting you all to take care of this, but please be safe. And she steps through and disappears. Whoosh. And you're left out here in the open air with half a teleportation box. Do you have a plan? Because I have a plan. Let's let's do something. You have a plan? I got I dispel have... magic right here. Oh, I do too. Look at that. <laughs> you could both cast it. You think if we both cast it at the same time, they would just like cancel each other out? And just oh, dispelling oh. the dispelling of the magic? Why don't you just dispel it and God power it and we'd be done with it? Oh, that seems like not a bad idea. Should I just try it without the like God power? Probably not. Probably too high level of a... I don't even know what. Okay. Yeah, I want to, like, charge this thing up. Hang on. Um, fourth level or higher, you automatically end a spell on the target of spells level. I mean, I don't even need, like, divine whatever. I can just pump it up to, like, level eight and just... Go for it. Just, like, make it happen. Why don't, why don't you start at level three and see what happens? Seems fair. <laughs> I would like to cast regular old plain vanilla dispel magic, please. You got all these toppings and flavors and you're just going vanilla. Okay. I do. Yeah. No sprinkles on this one. No. Okay. Well, I need you to make a charisma check then because this does not automatically succeed. And for spells above that level, We'll definitely say this is I mean, mechanically. We'll say that's how this is. You have to make a DC check uh, using your spell casting ability. So, roll plus charisma. Okay. Oh shit! <laughs> I, I don't know which way that went, but uh, let's I hear crit it. Failed. <laughs> mm. 
I mean, I got a six mm. total. Mm. Oh, this oh. is so good. Oh, no. Oh, this couldn't, couldn't go any better if I planned it. I should have made Finnegan do it because Arnis is having, like, anxiety, like, flashbacks to, like, Vale losing an arm. And so, like, <laughs> like oh, my God. Oh, this, this is... Mm. I, I kind of knew what I wanted to happen. And this is just, like, the path. Like, you just... Mm. Wonderful. <laughs> All right. Arnis cast a spell magic on this half of the teleportation box and fails miserably. And as Arnis is doing this, trying to dispel the magic on this box, it does more than just fail. The magic on the box almost seems to change. I know on the box there's not like a visual representation of the box other than glancing at that plane. You know, we might see a little bit of a shimmer or something. But it seems to change in the best way possible. By which I mean a not good way. That plane of the box pulses with a light and then dims drastically. The entire surface of that open area of the box turns dark. And then, one by one, little spots of light, glittering light, appear as this dark and sparkling void seems to arrive within the box. And then there is a pull. And it is trying to pull everybody in. I need everybody to do something not to get pulled in. I got this. <laughs> I want to throw my Tamer's Resilient Spear around it. Interesting. Uh, let me take a look at this real fast. Okay. Sphere of Shimmering Force encloses a creature object of large size or smaller within range. And it's medium to large size. Um, this is not a creature. Nothing, not physical objects, energy, or other spell effects can pass through the barrier in or out. Though a creature in the sphere can breathe there. Immune to all damage. Okay. So this is like a pause button. Um, all right. Finnegan, I think this is a good plan. Roll Arcana. As you're trying to do this, the box is trying to pull you in. So you're like physically getting pulled. And I just want to make sure that you're not crit failing as well um, but you you had to say it didn't you scott you had to say it no oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks scott really 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 appreciate you saying that right before i rolled a one we're so screwed <laughs> Um, I wasted my only fourth level spell slot and I fucked it up. Well, let's see. <laughs> oh no, I take it back. I have two fourth level spell slots. Oh, that is nice. As Finnegan is trying to do this, what are other people doing to not get pulled in? Um, I definitely have something for Finnegan's part of this, but I just want to, I want to paint the scene here. Uh, you can try to grab onto something. You could try to put your feet against the side of the box. Uh, you could try to run away. But what is the action here? 
Arnis and Darwin that you're doing to try to knock it pulled in. I want to do some monkey like jumping out of the way kind of thing. Like getting behind something else that's a little bit more uh, firmly planted. Yeah. Okay, okay. That sounds like it would be an acrobatics roll. Nice. Uh, You'll just have to tell me what it is you're jumping behind. Like bookshelf or something? Okay. A a fallen bookshelf you're going to just run and jump behind. Sounds good. Yeah. You want the roll? Yeah, go ahead and roll for it. Ugh, that's a 12. Okay. What about you, Arnis? Uh, I was considering running, backing up. Okay. I I don't know. (laughs) If you want to run, go ahead and roll acrobatics. This is, I mean, it's not an acrobatic feat that you're doing, but it's how quickly are you responding and moving to run. Like, you're using your, you're not planting your feet and fighting against this. You're trying to get out of the way quickly, which I will let be acrobatics, because I think making it athletics would be very punishing here. But also, yeah. I I got a 16. Okay. Most of your allies manage to turn, go farther down into the hallway, go around the, the doorway, you know, get out of the way. Rystos is a little bit smaller, and he was already airborne. So he didn't have anything to grab onto or plant his feet against. And he starts getting pulled in and manages to maneuver himself, like very clumsily tumbling through the air down to where Darwin is. And Darwin, Rystos slams into your side and he's like grabbing onto your shirt unless you're going to kick him off. No, not kicking him off. Okay. (laughs) He's cool. Arnus, you said 16? Yep. Okay. You managed to turn and start moving, and I know you're trying to run, but it's like you're spending your entire action to run, and you're going five feet. This is a strong pull. Finnegan, on the other hand, a brilliant idea. Would have been fantastic. Finnegan, I want to give you inspiration for this because the the idea, the plan was like brilliant. It would have it would have not turned the box off, but it would have protected everybody in one fell swoop. Unfortunately, its pull is too quick. And I'm gonna give you an option here. As it is pulling you, and your feet are going into the box, you can still put the sphere up around it if you want to protect everybody. It only lasts a minute but it would be a minute that they would have or you could or you could just drop the spell this is going to be your call because the spell still happens it's just yeah. a matter of do you want it to stay up as you're getting pulled in yeah or do you think finnegan's going to okay which makes everybody else other people aren't going to have to worry <clears throat> so sorry <sighs> I, I was not ready for this happened <laughs> um you weren't ready for both of us to fuck it up royally come on sky I, this is skyrun i know i know i should have expected this um i i wasn't expecting the sphere so to see like oh this is gonna be really cool to go to oh no this is gonna be terribly cool um in a terrible way that is so as everybody around this box is scrambling to try to get away from this pull finnegan 
gets yanked by it and he's off his feet and he is flying into the box feet first. And as he is vanishing into this dark and sparkly plane, he manages to put up this resilient sphere around the box. And then he has vanished. There's this glowing, shimmering sphere around it. The pull on everybody has stopped. All of your allies are backing even farther away now that they can. Arnis, as you're running in place and barely making any momentum, as soon as that sphere goes up, you <laughs> stumble forward, almost running into the wall, catching yourself. Darwin, you and Rystos can get up, uh, and there's no more pull until this spell drops. Finnegan, we will get to where you are in a moment. I get another character that's boned. <laughs> Cyril, like, Cyril picks up and, like, turns and, and looks at the box and it's just like, hmm. And, like, pads forward towards the sphere and, like, nudges it a little bit and it doesn't move. It's, it's your magical sphere and it's just, Cyril looks up at Darwin and at Aranus and the very sad look like, hmm. Puts a pad on the side of it, like Finnegan's in there. <laughs> Darwin and Arnis, what do you want to do? Um, first things first, I want to try to get Cyril away, <laughs> but I can't talk to her. Finnegan, would Cyril be? able to be persuaded away from the sphere or is Cyril going to be sad and lonely that Finnegan I, disappeared? I think without any clear and present danger, she's not gonna know what to do. Okay. All right. Well, if, if you're okay with Cyril being guided away from the sphere, <laughs> we can do that. Okay. Yeah, I think she'd like be in shock. So like if she's being forcefully guided, she'd probably pad along and keep looking back, okay. but not know what's going on. All right. What else would you like to do? Uh, the spell lasts for a minute. Arnus, I think you know that. I think Rystos would know that. Yeah, Rystos will say, I don't know what that was. Um, whatever Finnegan did certainly is protecting us now. That sphere's not going to last forever. What do we do when it goes away? I don't... I don't really have the luxury anymore of just doing things that are stupid. <laughs> because, I mean, we've seen this before. I know that it's the same whatever. It's connected to whatever Lynn was using to do magic. So, mm -hmm. whatever Lynn and Elizabeth were doing, yeah, this is connected. That's definitely true. Um, I it's like my instinct is to be real dumb and just jump in there after him, but I feel like that is a very, very poor idea. You can't make that decision anymore. You're a <laughs> god. I, I know. This is why I said I don't have the luxury of just doing stupid shit anymore. Um, 
There's really only one choice. You don't like it, but there's really only one choice. I know. I just don't want to. I don't. You don't want Finnegan to be gone because I fucked him royally. This is how I do things. And I did. It only happened because we both rolled ones. Don't forget, <laughs> I started this bullshit. It's not you. Um. Okay, yeah. I mean, he's right. There's only one thing to do, and that's just shut it the fuck down. So, um. How? Or clear it out and give it time and see if maybe I can crawl out of it. Like, those, that's the other option. Because I don't, we have no idea what's going on with me right now. You mean just get everybody back far enough that it's not pulling us? The equivalent of the bombs going off, we need to run. Must go faster. <laughs> okay. Those are your kind of two choices right now. The pull on your friends in the hallway was nowhere near as strong as it was on you and Finnegan and Darvin right there near the box. It doesn't have okay. an endless reach. Okay. But if you just want to back up and wait for the sphere to disappear and you can all look at it from a distance and continue to do something, sure. Uh, yeah. Why don't we start with that? Okay. And then, yeah. Okay. So, Darvin and Arnis, once you've successfully moved all of your friends and allies back farther away from this box, the minute passes, the sphere fades away, and there's a slight pull, and the box is still trying to pull things into it. Whatever this magic is, whatever has happened, there's still a general pull. It's not pulling you actively into it. Like You're not in danger from where you're at at this distance. But you can see the snow as it's falling. It's falling straight down, and as it gets near the box, it somewhat vortexes in. Is there anything that you want to do here from a distance? Or should we go to Finnegan inside? Um, I'm trying to decide if it's worth it to even just, like, roll Arcana on that thing. Because we already know it's not normal. Like, am I going to learn anything? I, I, I don't think... I mean, and Scott could, you know, hmm. tell me I'm wrong here, but you watched it be made. I don't think you could know any more about it because you don't know anything about the magic, right? Like you've not been trained to know anything about the magic. So, I mean. Right, right. Well, that was, yeah, you, that yeah. was my, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think if you were willing to be like right next to it and touching it, I could give you more information on Arcana check, but from like 50, 60 feet away where it's safe. Okay. All you're going to get is that it's magical. And right. Obviously. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep, that's fair. Don't waste your crit fails here. Oh, good lord. <laughs> <sighs> but if this is a time where, you know, everybody is stumped and like, fuck, what do we do? You know, Finnegan's in there. I have no idea what happened. We need time. We can give you time and we can go play with Finnegan. Uh, sure. <laughs> Unless anybody just wants to jump right in and join him. Nope. Okay. Not knowing what's in there, I do not blame you for your hesitance. <laughs> Finnegan. Mr. Tempest. Finnegan. You've been pulled into this teleportation box. Against your will. Clearly. Just before you were fully immersed 
you did manage to get your resilience sphere off, protecting those on the other side. From what you've been told about this box, it should have taken you to Capris, the small port village. I don't know if you've been there, I don't know how familiar you are with it, but you clearly are not there. As you pass inside, you find yourself in an immense dark space. No ground, no walls, no ceiling, no features to speak of. Except, much like the box did when Aranus first attempted to dispel it, small points of glittering light appear all around. It's like you're being wrapped up and enveloped by the night sky of glittering stars. Looking around, you do see two rectangular exits. Where you entered and where presumably you should have exited. They are glowing, they are moving farther apart as this place, or as they, or as you, rotate and spin around. Very difficult to get your bearings here. And then, like a pair of eyes, those two exits shut. And you find yourself floating somewhat in this space. With a little effort, you can move around. Your walk speed is the same here as it is outside, but now you can walk in any direction. Up, down, diagonal. Almost like flying. I don't know if Finnegan's ever flown on his own before, just on the back of a wyvern, but it's reminiscent of that sensation. Yeah, I'm sure at some point when I was training in the Wizarding Academy, I flew. Mm -hmm. Someone cast fly on me or something like that. It's similar to that, but you don't feel air against your face. Like, there's no wind pressure. It's just movement. And it's hard to tell that you've moved because there's not a lot to get your bearings against. What would you like to do? All right. I, I certainly well, have more, but I want to know what, what is Finnegan's first reaction on finding himself here? Finnegan's first reaction is to assess how bad it is. And so he attempts to reach along the magical slash natural bond that I share with Cyril and see if I can communicate with her. Mm. What are the limitations on that communication? Because I know it's special with Cyril. This is, yes, this comes from the immediate trainer level of my trainer class. Um, And it says that uh, you may command your bonded. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Look at this. Looking at the wrong section here. Uh, You may communicate with them telepathically as long as you are both on the same plane of existence. (laughs) Now I need to make this decision here. Um, Technically, yes, this is the same plane of existence. So you can reach out telepathically to Cyril. Okay. What do you say? Okay. This is... This is... I tell her that I'm alive and I I instruct her to find Aranus and just, just like shake your head up and down a lot in the hopes that Aranus will understand something. This is going to be not easy. So back in Honey Hollow, as you're all gathered farther away from the box. Cyril's been a little shocked, a little depressed, like, you know, 
like a dog when their person leaves for work and it's just like they're never coming back. I don't know what to do. Whether or not they actually do, but you know, it's a sad animal moment. And then Cyril perks up out of nowhere and runs over to where Darwin and Arnas is at and just starts like nodding her head. Finnegan, uh, knowing that you've made this connection with her, with Cyril, and she's responding back like, yes, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I got this. What do you do? Um, I tell her to, uh, to throw or try and throw something towards the box. I want to know if she throws something in there, will I be able to see it? That's what mm. I'm, I'm shooting mm. for. Like, or tell Arnest to throw something into the Cyril box. Can't communicate. You can't do that, but throw something <laughs> into the box. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, throw something into the box. Um, Arnest and Darvin, what do you have that's loose on you? Uh, actually, know the answer to that. Gardening tools, a rock. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, your brand new gardening tools. <laughs> oh. I don't know if those are those still in the toolbox or are those like loose in your pockets or in your pack? Oh no, those like, would be in the box. That's true. Like, what do you have like on your person? Do you have one of those bottles of mead? Do you have a flask of that gin? Do you have a dagger? Um, I would have a flask of gin. I definitely have a couple of daggers on me. Yeah. Okay. Cyril is rooting around both of you, like sniffing around your waists putting her mouth into your pockets and reaching around for stuff. Darvin, she grabs a hold. She starts grabbing a hold of one of your bottles of gin. Are you going to stop her? No, let her have the Okay. okay. <laughs> this is just a drink with I a mean, bottle thank of alcohol. You, but it's fine. Okay. <laughs> she takes so. it and she runs towards the, the entrance, like near the perimeter of the box where the pole is, can start being felt and looks back at both of you. Again, so much like a dog with a ball this time, like, oh, let's go play fetch. And looking at you, looking at the box with the flask in her mouth, and then just kind of ah, turns her head real fast. Let's go. And the flask whips into the air, and it gets picked up by the pull of this, this box, whatever's happening here, and disappears inside. And then she turns and looks at you and runs back and looks expectantly at both of you. Darvin and Arnis. <laughs> like, hmm? Can I like roll inside or something to see <laughs> if handling I to, yeah <laughs> to see if I like can figure out even anywhere near what she's doing? Um, yeah, she's clearly, clearly throwing things into the vortex. <laughs> Arnis, Darvin, if you want to roll insight or if you want to roll animal handling to get an idea of what the hell is going on, go for it. Right, my bonus yes. is the same. So, oh god, damn it! <laughs> A crit failed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> why'd you steal my gin? <laughs> the hell! Now, what about you, Arnis? I got a twenty-two. Darvin, um, <laughs> you can't tell what she's doing. You don't get what she's trying to convey. But you know Finnegan's in there, and now she's throwing your stuff in there. And it's like, what? <laughs> are you going to keep throwing my things in there until I eventually go in after it? What do you want? Um, Arnis, I think you get a little bit more. And 
and you can tell like she's not just doing this because she feels like like she's trying to do something she's trying to get your attention like hey i this isn't for fun this is like a task like i did this uh, yeah, she did it of her own accord but it's not like it was her own idea like hmm i did my part now you, you do yours or the box says it's something it's not just her being overly protective acting on instinct with finnegan like there, there's more behind it than that finnegan mm-hmm. roll perception fuck give me one second Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and use that insight. Inspiration. Yeah, that's what I meant. Ah, uh, inspiration. Sure, 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 sure. That's not significantly better. That took it from a four to an eight. Total? Yeah, eight total. It started as a four total. <laughs> that is not great. It's not a crit fail. Um, so what happens? You don't have your bearings here. You don't know from which direction you came in. You don't know which direction the exit is. You can't see it anymore. You do hear Sarah respond like, I did it. I did it. I'm waiting. And you're looking around. It's dark and it's hard to see anything. You can see yourself just fine. But there's really nothing else out here, it seems. Aside from the sparkle of whatever these star-like things are. You hear Cyril say she did it in your head and... Looking around and you don't see anything, but then you get a little dunk of a glass bottle hitting you in the back of the head, and it just drifts in front of you. And it'd be like the world's worst game of telephone ever. <laughs> uh, so I say, Good job. I, I need something brighter. <laughs> I need I need rope. I need something. Just keep throwing things in here. <laughs> Brighter. Well, I, you know what like I would wanna... say if I could communicate would be like tell Arnis <laughs> to cast light on something and then throw it in here. But there's no way for Cyril to communicate any of that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Arnis, just to be sure, you don't have speak with animals, right? Uh, no. Okay. Man, that would be handy right now. Yeah. Uh, you don't have any other sort of communication magic, like message or. No. <laughs> okay. Just just trying to exhaust some options here. All right. Finnegan, are you going to take that bottle? Yes, I'm going to take that bottle and I'm going to take a swig because <laughs> this hasn't been a reason to drink. <sighs> you take a swig and as you recork it, pocket the flask you see something different you see these two lines of deep purple you know like when you're out in the mountains and you look up at the sky and you see like the milky way arms mm -hmm. you know that that deep purple like you see a pair of lines of that same color not stretching out throughout the space but two distinct sections of lines and then the lines open like a pair of deep purple eyes a couple of dim orange and red sparkles near the center and it is looking more like those milky way those galactic arms inside 
and you get the distinct impression that they are looking at you. What do you want to do? Oi. I don't want to be here any more than you want me here. Show me the way out and I'll leave. Mm. So, so brusque. Yeah. The eyes focus in on you. And they get closer or they grow larger. It's difficult to tell, but whereas before they may have been big as a melon in the sky. They are now each easily bigger than a person, growing larger as they focus in on you. Where do you come from, little man? I'm from my home. I come from most recently. I paid a hole of snow outside of a place called Honey Hollow. There is no honey here, only hollow. Why are you passing through? Why? It was not my intention. We were trying to disrupt some magics and then went to Roy, opened a door, and now I'm here. I'd like to find the door and go back. Like everybody else that has gone through, except you have not exited as quickly. Why should I let you leave? Clearly are some sort of all-powerful being, so... My life is insignificant to you, I can only assume. Uh, and I'm sure as something that lives in a space like this, you have no fear of anything, so attempting to intimidate you would probably prove useless. Only reason I could give is so that you could go back to whatever you enjoyed before I came here and not have to deal with whatever annoyance I would create if I was stuck here until you finished me or I died from starvation. Hmm. Roll persuasion. Just curious to see how this is going. Probably not well, considering Finnegan does not persuade. That's a five. What is your name? My name is Finnegan Tempest. Well, Finnegan Tempest, I cannot let you leave without taking at least a vestige of you. And as this voice says vestige, a few figures begin to materialize, seemingly out of the same dark and sparkly space, forming roughly humanoid-shaped, smaller, outlined in a glitter and a sparkle, halfling-sized, actually and they begin to advance on you. Outside, Cyril continues to, to like nudge at Darwin and Aranus, going up to each of you, and giving a good snout shove like into your chest, into your hands, and then pointing at the box like, mm, mm. 
Darvin or Aranus, do you have anything that you want to do? Can I, can I like roll some more insight? I, <laughs> I, just, I don't know like, how much more you're going to get not being able to share a language here. I, I just, I am not. Finnegan's I mean, in I, there. You know that does much. Does anybody in the group at all <laughs> speak Draconic? Oh, that's um, a good question. Oh, that is a good question. Oh, Rystos hella does. Um, hey. Wait, can, can Cyril respond back? Mm, no, she just understands the language. Okay. Does she understand common? Mm, it's not on her sheet. Okay. Because I was only able to give her one language. But wait a minute. If she understands Draconic, then at least Rystos can communicate from me to her. And she like I can ask simple yes or no questions. Yeah, we can get yes, no questions going here and if uh, like, Rystos is going to be the middleman. Okay. Somebody else might, but I know for a fact, like, Rystos definitely would. All right. Well, let's, let's get him in here then. Rystos, a little help, buddy. How, how do I help? I'm not going in there. No, I don't want you to go in there. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Uh, Cyril does not understand common, but she understands draconic. So I'm going to ask you yes or no questions, and then you're going to translate into draconic for her, and she's going to nod or shake <laughs> her head. <laughs> and, and you don't know draconic, Arnis? Darvin? I, <sighs> I speak what is now a dead language, so no, <laughs> I don't. People still speak it, Arnis. <sighs> I'm talking about orcish. <laughs> I know, people still speak it. Oh, okay. Well, fine. <clears throat> it could eventually be. Like that's one of the, like it might eventually one day be, but right now, no, it's not. People still know orcish. All right. Um Okay, so we've been able to discern from what she's doing that Finnegan is in the box. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to ask, can we help him get out of the box? Cyril? He speaks in Draconic. I'm going to speak in English because... (laughs) Cyril, is there anything we could do to help him get out? She nods. She says yes. Okay. He's translating the nod. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Finnegan, or sorry, Darvin, uh, if you have questions, you're more than welcome to ask them too. No, I'm good here. Okay. Okay. We can help him get out of the box. Would throwing a rope in there do it? I mean, like one end of a rope, obviously. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Not the whole rope. <laughs> Just drop the rope in there. It's fine. Finnegan, Cyril can initiate contact with you too, right? Uh, yes, definitely. As far as communication? Okay. I just wanted to make sure this didn't have to be like started from your end. Besides, it's not like I think you would have hung up, so to speak, by now. Mm, no. He turns to Cyril. How about a rope? Would a rope be all right? Yes. And since you already said rope, like... She says yes. Okay. As Cyril nods some more. Are we good? Um, Is that all you needed? Do I got more questions to ask her? Uh, not yet. <laughs> uh, I need 
two things of 50 foot rope and we're going to 50 feet of rope and we're going to uh, tie them together. Okay. It sounds like it's going to be Arnis's rope and Darwin's rope as long as you both still had it. Sure. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. All right. Rope. Well, let's tie that rope together and we got about 100 feet of rope. Cool. Someone's going to have to throw it in the box. Uh, Oddly enough, quite easy to do since it is actively pulling things in. <laughs> yeah, that was sort of my thought was, oh, shoot, we should brace against something before we do this. Because once it's got the rope, isn't it just going to keep pulling and then pull us, too? I don't know. It sounds Damn like something okay. we'd have to find out, huh? Uh, Yeah, but I want to be like, okay, uh, can we be like behind something that we can kind of brace against? Kind of. What is it? I mean, you could be like inside of a doorway and like turn the corner and brace yourself against the wall. Uh, uh, I don't sure. know how much that bookshelf is going to hold up against multiple people's weight, but there's that one fallen bookshelf that Darwin was behind out there. Let's, let's pick in, inside a doorway. Okay. It's a little bit more firm. Yep. All right. I know you've got a lot of people here with you, uh, mm-hmm. but obviously everybody can't hold this rope. So Right. Who's throwing the rope? And who is holding on to the rope? Uh, There's not going to be an athletics check to throw the rope. Cool. The, vort- the, the pull of the box is going to do the work. It'll, it'll t- um, yeah, that, okay. that is not in question here. Besides, we'll just pull it back and try again until it works. So, Can we have... I know we can't have everybody holding the end of the rope, but can we have more than one person? Mm-hmm. Can I, like, conscript, like, Sam and Carolina? Maybe our other new Tamani friend? Asturias, the person who can turn into a a bear Tamani? Yeah. Probably stronger than Carolina, to be fair. Yes. Yeah. Well, I said Sam and Carolina, and then I thought, wait a minute, maybe not the cat. Maybe the bear instead. All right. Time to put some... Cyril would also very quickly grab that rope. Mm. With teeth, Mm -hmm. though, that might be a little... You could could tie tie it around around her, her. but that's... I mean, that means if it fails, she's definitely getting pulled in. So that's that's your call. But yes, uh, literally... I love how Finnegan's like, I don't trust Asturias. We gotta keep an eye on her. And now, like, literally putting his life in her hands with this rope. It's nice. Yeah, Sam and Asturias can certainly take their Tamani forms and grab onto this rope. They're both very strong. If you want to tie this to Cyril as well, you can. Uh, that's your call. I really don't want Cyril to get pulled in. Okay. So I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Though I'm not going to say no if she wants to like step on it as a means of holding it. Oh, like anchoring it, yeah, that would work. Very slightly, but yeah, she would she would like to help. Yeah. Okay. But I don't I don't want to tie her to it. All right. Finnegan, I do need you to roll initiative here. Because these two halfling like creatures are advancing on you and yeah. This is gonna be the night I never roll higher than a ten. Mm. I think that's an eight again. But let me double check. Oh, it's a seven. A seven. All right. And they are going to 
be quite a bit higher than a 7. All right. And they're each going to advance on you. Their legs are moving as if stepping, but they're covering more distance with each step than what would actually happen like on firm ground. So like it looks like they take two steps and that should move them like four or five feet, but instead they move ten feet. Yeah, it's, the lack of physicality in this space just makes everything feel more surreal. It feels like they're advancing on you even faster. And both of them, as soon as they get to you, are just going to grab onto like a wrist and an ankle, and they're gonna make this attack against you. To try to, as this person said, take a vestige as whoever this being is he has not int- they it does not introduce themselves to you but does a 10 hit honestly i have to check because my ac is that fucking low i want to say it's like a 12 yeah it's a 12 okay so in which case the 19 will hit yeah that's gonna hit is going to be 19 points of damage as this creature grabs onto your ankle and you feel your energy, your essence being like drained out of you and into them. Not like they're gaining your health, but like they are draining it from you for some purpose, perhaps. Make a constitution saving throw. Can I just say I failed? Can I just just say that and and not take the depression of rolling? Oh, actually, well, the (laughs) eighteen. So that's a twenty total. You could say you failed if you want, but um, the twenty passes. Sorry, I was. In which case, no further, nothing else happens besides that damage. Uh, But you feel it drain from you, and you see these eyes in the sky widen a little bit. Says, yes, a good sacrifice, but perhaps more. Finnegan, what would you like to do? Honestly, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Mage Armor. Ooh, nice. To buy me a little time. What does that bring your AC up to? I'm looking it up right now. Um, what's my dex mod? Is 14. All right. 14 is better than 12. Uh, anything else? Yeah, give me a second, though. i got to track these spell slots because I've got very few, so I have to mm-hmm. be on top of them even more. Okay. And then I'm going to reach down and grab the one who's got me by the leg and try and shuck and grasp him. Ooh, very nice. Let's do this. 22 to hit. Yes, that hits. Or five damage. Five damage, all right. Oh, wait, is it two or three d8s? Oh, um, no, I'm not, not yet. I need a little... Oh, that's better. 13 damage. Oh, that is better. Forgot the extra dice because you're level, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Crackle of lightning envelops this creature for a moment that they stiffen up and let go of your leg. And it can't take, uh, what is it, any reactions until the start of its next turn. 
Yes, and then I will use my free action to say, Oi, I did not come here to start a fight. Let me go in peace. Hmm. You can roll persuasion or intimidation. Oh, look, it's a zero bonus or a zero bonus. Doesn't really matter. I just want to know if you're trying to piss him off. And I got a two anyway, so... Let's just say persuasion, and I rolled a two. Okay. Hmm. Perhaps just a little more, Mr. Tempest. It is so rare that I get to speak with someone at any length. There are a few from your world that have reached out to me, but not commonly enough. Back outside. You all are throwing a rope. Yeah. I know Sam and Asturias are holding on to it. Is Sam also throwing it? Uh, I'll throw it. Okay. Since I'm useless holding it, really. <laughs> I mean, my holding it would really just be performative. <laughs> Such is the way of a bard's life, eh? Moral support. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. I know. I got jokes. All right. So you toss this rope up into the air. And it starts uncoiling as it flies towards the box and hits that pull. And you see it zoom inside and just start pulling. And it grows taut. And Sam and Asturias need to make a strength check. So, Nate. Yeah. Roll me two d20s. We'll take the highest. This is them rolling with advantage on strength. Okay. You ten. A ten. Okay. That is enough for them to hold on. Like, their heels dig in. They slide forward just a little bit. And they hold on. And the rope is taut enough. Like, you can bumble, bumble, if you so chose. I don't know if this is the time or the place for that, but that's what it is. Finnegan. Mm hmm. Roll perception. The sixteen. Mm, mm. It's success, but I'm going to have fun with success, too. You catch a glimpse of the rope as it gets thrown in. And this isn't from behind you. This isn't from the side. It seems to appear just from a sparkling point, a crackling sparkling point right in between these eyes of this being who's looking at you. And now there's just a rope drifting through this space seemingly still connected to the other side like it's not just floating free it comes out a certain distance and then it stops and it's kind of waving in the air there and this being looks and notices the rope it seems you're not alone mr tempest doesn't do anything to the rope it's still connected it's still firm there but now there's a rope there if you want to try to get to it on your turn before we come back. Darvin, is there anything that you're doing? Um, no, the rope's in. I'm good. Okay. Finnegan, back inside. These two halfling-like creatures are going to reach out and try to drain you again. Does a 14 hit? Hi. Ugh. Uh, in which case, both of them are going are gonna to succeed here. 
So the one that you pushed off from your leg floats up a little bit higher behind you and places a hand on your back. And the other one places a hand on your chest. Oh, wow, that's really low for the first one. So the first one on your back is only 10 damage. But the one who places a hand on your chest deals 19 damage. As you, again, just feel energy draining away from you. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw again for both of those this time. So we'll start with the one that's on your back for 10. First one was a 19. Succeed. The second one was a 5. The second one was against the 19 damage on your chest, which is not good. As it places a hand on your chest and you feel this energy just being like pulled out of you, you take that 19 damage, but your hit point maximum is also reduced by 19 temporarily. Holy shit. So that's an additional 19, right? No, no, no. It just came down with the damage. Oh, okay. It is an effect of them hurting you, of them draining this energy. And this being it doesn't have a mouth, but its eyes smile a bit and says, oh, Yes, Mr. Tempest, you are doing quite well. Hmm. What would you like to do? This guy, man. Um, the rope is just up there, uh, if you want to try to go get it. Yeah. What do I need to do? Um, I'm looking to see what they would have in terms of opportunity attacks. Okay, so they are going to get an opportunity attack. That's, that's uh, if really you don't what I was curious about. Shock and grasp them, yes. I don't think they can do that attack as an opportunity attack, so it would just be like a, you know, they'd be... Psh, psh, Smacking you around, which okay. Then I'm going to use my action to cast invisibility upon myself. Oh, interesting! Cool. You cast invisibility upon yourself. Done. The eyes in front of you widen. Hmm. No matter, Mister Tempest. I think we have. Enough. I think we have enough from you. Wherever you go, a piece of you will always remain here with me. And as he says this, similar to these halfling creatures, a new one begins to form. And it is about the time when the horns begin to form. But you realize it is a vestige of yourself. It's just like a little copy. A little bit of your life energy that he's... They... Is using to create just a vestige of Finnegan Tempest. But proceed. I want to try and make my way to the rope. Alright, you make your way to the rope. Go ahead and grab onto that. I do. Climbing? Are you like pulling on the rope? Trying to climb your, pull your way out? Or are you waiting yeah, for them to... Yeah. Yank you out. Okay. Yeah. As you begin pulling on it, pulling your way out, uh, you have to pull yourself right in between these two eyes. And it's hard to say whether or not they can see you at this moment or not. They don't seem to particularly care one way or another. 
if you are there or if you aren't. Mr. Tempest, you may leave if you are so able, but I am coming. I was already summoned before you arrived. I am coming. I am bringing my hollow with me. And you may tell my followers, my acolytes, that the looming tomb draws nearer. And after you hear them say that, Finnegan, you get a hand through to the other side. As people see your hand, like, oh, you know, he's here, start pulling, start pulling, start pulling. You can finish climbing out if you want, Finnegan, or you can oh, go yeah, back in and definitely. have a chat. <laughs> I'm going out. I mean, yeah, you'll have to climb this rope pretty much horizontally all the way to the doorway. Uh, does anyone want to be there to help grab Finnegan off the rope? Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Darwin and Arnis, you help pull Finnegan off the rope, pull him into the hallway here, pull him away from the box. Oh, the second I'm out of the box and on my feet, I stand up, I draw my weapon, and I cast a spell magic at level four on that box without saying anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's your spell casting skill again? It's intelligence. Okay. Make an intelligence check. Everything is rolling like shit tonight. I don't know what die to roll. <laughs> oh, that's that'll do. I believe that's a 26. Ooh. No, no, it's not. I'm sorry. It's a 20. I thought you said Arcana. It's intelligence. It's a 20. Now, the, the phrasing of dispel magic is weird. It says make an ability check using your spell casting ability. So I'm assuming it's just rolling yeah, yeah, plus yeah. intelligence. Yeah. If I'm wrong, people can yell at me on Twitter. And I will ignore you because by then... This will have already yeah. aired <laughs> uh, and will be corrected in the future. But for now, this is what happens. No, a 20 is fine. This box was not created with a 10th level spell slot, clearly. Um, the being on the other side, however, is far more powerful than any grung who created a teleportation box could be. The pull immediately stops. The rope goes slack. And... That dark and sparkly plane dims, but it doesn't disappear all the way. And from the other side, Finnegan, you hear the voice again, and everybody else now hears it. Tell them I'm coming, Mr. Tempest. Prepare. Prepare and make ready. For the looming tomb and the hollow approaches. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. 
Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.